Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Dear listeners, this is the time which is commonly called the Days of Advent. It's the weeks prior to Christmas that we call the time of Advent. Originally, it means that we focus on the coming of the Christ. During that time, we could consider the prophecies in the Old Testament announcing Christ's coming. We could meditate on the meaning and importance of his coming. Whatever focus we have during these days of the Advent, however, its purpose should be our preparation for the celebration of Christ's birth. Now, that purpose may well be reiterated and re-emphasized at this time. As you are well aware, when we speak of preparations for Christmas, we think of the hype, the shopping, the baking, and the presents, to mention a few of the features that characterize this time. I urge you, however, not to be caught up in this Christmas mood and merriment. Rather, let's focus on the true meaning of Christmas. Let's prepare ourselves for Christmas in the true spirit of Christ's advent, that is, Christ's coming into this world. An important question you might have regarding this meaning of Christ's coming, dear listener, could be, how can I be sure that the Christian faith is really true, that everything I've heard about Jesus Christ has truly happened? That's a good question, an honest question, which requires a good and honest answer. It's very important, then, to listen to someone who spoke to the eye and ear witnesses, to the people who did see, hear, and meet him. Well, dear listener, with the gospel according to Luke, we have such an account of someone who went all out in doing research regarding the things that happened before, during, and after the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. He spoke to the people involved, interviewed Jesus' relatives, apostles, disciples, hearers, and witnesses personally. He ensured that we do not need to be ashamed of the gospel, knowing that the accounts can stand close scrutiny and criticism. He wrote an account that can be used very profitably for the purpose of answering questions of people who still doubt, who need more convincing, persuading. During these weeks of Advent, therefore, I wish to look closely to the first chapters of his account, so as to confirm you in the truth of the gospel as Luke had it verified by his research. At this time, I wish to invite you, 
yes, even urge you to find yourself a Bible and read along with me in the Gospel according to Luke. When you read through it, you will be struck by the vivid descriptions of the events recorded in it. Luke was a master storyteller. Then you will find the first four verses of his account an exception to that overall impression of Luke's account. It's important, though, that we don't skip these verses and right away get into the story part. What we find in these opening sentences we might find today in the preface or prologue or on the back of the cover of a book, namely to express the author's intention with the book and his method and approach to the project. Luke wants to present it as a challenge to the reader, the way publishers do today. This is a must-read. This book tells you exactly how it is. You will find in it, black on white, what happened and how it happened and with whom it happened. This is true history. Then Luke mentions that he is aware of others having reported on the events, yet he wants to affirm to us that he has also taken the approach of the historiographers of his days. Luke writes the history of salvation. That's very important for people who want to know who he was, the Lord Jesus Christ, what he said and did and why. So what I'm speaking to you about, dear listeners, is gospel truth indeed. Thus Jesus was born, this is how he died, and it is true that he rose from the dead. We know that for sure, for a fact. How? How does Luke know it so assuredly? He wrote it accurately so that you would believe that you can do so because it is true. Luke tells us that he did so initially with a view to a very personal call to faith and repentance to the most excellent Theophilus. He was a very honorable man of the intelligent middle class at Rome who was able to verify all that Luke has recorded. The Holy Spirit then used Luke's account to convince this Theophilus, a friend of God, his name denotes, to become a God-lover in Jesus Christ. The Holy Gospel can be and must be believed, because it's true in all its facts, and it has happened as revealed, as it was also researched by Luke. It was of eminent importance to him that what he recorded was indeed true, and the gospel truth. Well, dear listener, Luke doesn't just suffice by saying that he had heard the stories, but he writes, I quote, an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, unquote. 
It's not a half story, but it's the complete and full truth about the life, suffering, death, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's God's work that Luke describes, God's plan that was fulfilled in the facts he records. The entire series of events and experiences, including Christ's resurrection, his ascension, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and the spreading of the Christian church, were fulfillment of God's prophecies. Those who told these stories and shared their accounts thus far, Luke calls servants of the word, people who had been ear and eye witnesses from the beginning. Luke went to the people themselves who knew the Lord Jesus, were involved with him in one way or another. He went to the actual places where he lived and worked. He investigated everything from the beginning. He involved interviews, most likely, of people like Zechariah and Elizabeth, Mary, the shepherds, to hear the stories about John in the womb, about the angels, etc. Indeed, in Luke's account, we find information we can't read anywhere else. That was important for Theophilus, for future generations, and for us today. You can't have a stronger witness than that. Their testimony is proof. After Luke had so done his research and completed his investigation, dear listeners, he sat down to write an orderly account. Thus he presents it to us, to you and me, the gospel as a reliable account of what truly happened and what has been investigated meticulously. Yes, Luke may present it as such, including in this account the stories about the miracles Jesus performed, even raising people from the dead, also reporting in detail that Jesus himself had died and rose from the dead, which was seen and confirmed, verified and reported by many. Thus, God incited and inspired Luke to go to work in this way, in order that we may believe. Yes, this makes the gospel according to Luke such a wonderful book for us today, since Luke wrote to convince, I quote, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught, unquote. Of course, then we realize that just the historical facts are not enough for us to come to faith. We don't believe in the stories, but we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ revealed in the stories. Then the stories certainly are the basis for this faith. It is my prayer, therefore, dear listeners, that the Holy Spirit may use this account to touch your hearts today. Yes, I pray that you will come to church, which is the workshop of the Holy Spirit, that you may hear the explanation of the Scriptures and the proclamation of the Gospel 
with your own ears. Thank you so much for listening.